Hello and welcome back to Action Weekend here on Hello and welcome back to Action Weekend here on Action Replay. You're listening to Action Replay on DCUFM. Hello and welcome back to Action Replay on DCUFM. Welcome to Action Replay. I'm your host, Ryan. Welcome to Action Replay on DCUFM. I'm Gavin Quinn, and you're listening to Action Replay on DCUFM. Attempted drop a goal from outside the 22. Going towards the post. It's gone towards the post. It's over. Ireland with the drop and goal. It's gone between the posts. We're going to start off with the Six Nations and obviously Ireland's monstrous victory against Italy at the weekend. It was quite convincing. Yeah, definitely. It was a strong Ireland side. It gave them a lot of confidence to score so many points at the weekend and definitely better than uh, how they fared against France anyway. So it was good to see. I caught at the wrong times when the injuries came through, so um, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. actually that happy. I missed, I missed Stockdale's tries, but I'm, I'm not too happy with the weekend, to be honest. It came at too much of a cost. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. Although although Furlong is only out, you know, he'll, he'll be ready for Wales. I th- I Henshaw, Henshaw is a huge loss. Um, the, 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 the centre now is looking a little bit bare. I wouldn't say very bare, but maybe just a little bit. It's Chris Farrell at the moment. Yeah, it is. Is Gary Ringrose, is he fit? He's not fit. Because he was humming and humming about bringing him in. I'd say him. maybe later into the tournament. Maybe for England. Yeah. Maybe for England. That'd yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, there's also McCluskey. He could make a triumphant return to the team, yeah, uh, provided yeah, he's solid option. Yeah. Uh, he was on the Ulster team name to play at the weekend as well. Yeah, so. and Joe Smith seemed to really like him when he started out, at least for Ireland. He, he was a yeah. good option, kept referring to him. Uh, recently, he's kind of fell off in terms of the Irish team, but maybe at this point, Schmidt won't have any other options and he'll have to bring him back in. So yeah. I don't think the panic is in terms of having people who can come in. It's just people who can come in who you know have that recent uh, international experience. That's just the big thing for Joe Schmidt at the moment. Yeah, we're not yeah. Wales level injuries. No, Jesus, yeah. no, Jesus, no. 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 Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, speaking of Wales, they were ro- robbed of a victory. Uh, some would say against mm. against England at the weekend in Twickenham, yeah. which would have blown the entire tournament wide open yeah I was really I was really really rooting for Wales for a lot of that game but they seemed to only be in in the game for maybe 60% of it was yeah. the issue whereas England showed dominance for a good solid 60-70% to 70% of the game yeah, the England didn't take too much advantage of it though no they yeah. didn't it's they, typical England-Wales isn't it it's, yeah, yeah whatever it, it is about those two teams and they meet they just seem to I don't want to say forget it to play rugby, but it's always a very low score. Patchell, Patchell had such a bad game. Yeah, yeah he was so game. poor. So yeah. Eddie Jones said they were going to target him, and they did just they that. Did they just took that. they took him out of the game. And the second he came off, Wales picked it up. Yeah, you could yeah. see he was really just. They were trying to play through him, trying to get his kicks going, and he just they just kicked themselves out of yeah. the game. Wales at times. I think the issue was they they hit him kind of deep in behind. And from there, he wasn't really sure what to do. Like, they'd always have at least two forwards in front of him every time. I wouldn't mind. He knew it was coming as well. He knew it was coming, but I don't think it's the way he's used to playing. He's very much a front-line player. He's very much someone who runs into contact. But this week, they kind of decided maybe he was a bit too important for that. And uh, I think the pressure really got to him. It kind of annoyed me uh, to hear commentators at the start of the game originally saying, uh, oh, yeah, this is obviously Eddie Jones' mind games getting to him when he was making basic mistakes. So I was kind of like, oh, it's probably, you know, he probably only is making a couple of basic mistakes at the start of the match. And then as it went on, I was like, oh, wow, Eddie Jones really did get to him here. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Over the bar and double. 
Dublin have surely won the All-Ireland. We should move on to GA now. Tell us about the weekend. We'll start with Division 1, I suppose, in football. John's a Mayo man. Yeah. You had a great start to the league in savage. comparison to last year, yeah, anyway. Savage win against uh, Monaghan. The Farney men. Um, yeah, away I mean, from home at that as well, which away, is It's all not more easy to win in Clonus as the Dubs yeah. all from last year, drawing against them. Like, True, so, yeah, yeah we, we had a good win against the Monaghan lads. Um, what was surprising from our point of view was a lot of our lads that would be on the fringe of the panel actually stepped up to the mark and yeah. played well like the likes of Neil Douglas there I think he kicked mm. about like two forty fives and two frees like yeah. uh, Danny Kirby as well he was very good mm. for us um, Evan Regan as well a, a left footed uh, Evan Regan last year I felt was very I think he was left on the bench mm. a bit much he's a great player uh, he did the cardinal sin against Galway and kicked two we absolutely unforgivable balls wide from about 45 yards out at the, when the game was there for the, at least the draw and if not yeah, the winning there for the taking so um, yeah it was, it was very positive from that perspective and to um, see, uh, do you see this kind of carrying through towards the summer giving some of these more fringe players a chance because the one criticism a lot of people have of Mayo and the reason why they're not going that extra yard is because they're not refreshing their team enough you know the likes of only Dermot O'Connor Paddy Durkin maybe in the last couple of years have really broken into that team and yeah, cemented the place and Paddy Durkin has even Paddy got... Durkin went through a long way to get to a certain place he on the did, yeah. team like he stood out and even, amazingly even... at club level like for yeah. so long and did you hear Joe Brawley's thing about uh, Aidan O'Shea Aidan O'Shea 100% uh, agree he came, he came out and he said that Mayo won't win in All-Ireland nothing to do with the curse for the first time in about 10 years we yeah. haven't heard about it but Joe Brawley said Mayo aren't going to win in All-Ireland until uh, Aidan O'Shea is not in the team I've been saying this last five or six years. I have Why? been saying the exact same thing. The type, of Aiden, the type of player he is, it's a big, lumbering, catch-a-ball, sort of run-through tackles. That's yeah. not Maybe what Mayo needs. into the full forwards. We need quick, early ball, mm. so our players yeah. who can actually t- get scores, because mm. Aidan O'Shea has shown in all Ireland finals he cannot score, so we don't need a big, lumbering lad getting turned over and yeah. stuff. We need to keep our scoring opportunities at a very high rate. Like, So yeah. I actually totally agree with Joe Brawley. What do you do with him, then? He's your captain. You put him. Uh, you use him at well. centre half back, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, like but, well, but then again, you do want that pace as well coming from the centre half back in particular. You, like. you can use him to a different degree. You could probably. Yeah. I would like to see other lads brought on before him and see him coming in as a hail mary, as like Donahue did against us a few so years what, back. What age is Aiden O'Shea though? Aiden, Aiden is only late 20 he's not seven, yeah because yeah, he broke yeah. in very early like people think Killian Straight O'Connor minor, is like, Killian, yeah. people think Killian O'Connor is like towards yeah, late 20s he's, he's, not, he's, like, he's not, not even 25 no. and Dermot same he's only 21 22 now I think yeah, I'm not like, too sure but um, I, 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 at his peak like is O'Shea is he only fit for a bench role in that Mayo team like I know it's a good it's I a really good so. team I but, think like, so yeah I honestly yeah. think so like I, the best place for him arguably is probably midfield mm. we have a lot of options there. We have Danny Kirby, we have Tom Parsons, we have Stephen Cohen, this new uh, from, the minor, from the other yeah, 21 other team and minor team that won all Ireland. You've O'Shea's brother as well. Shamey O'Shea. O'Shea. Yeah. Oh, well, Shamey and Connor O'Shea. O'Shea. Yeah, sorry. So, like, I, There's a lot of options. I really don't rate him. I think he does hinder us in this sort of like look down, not eyes up play, mm. look down, mm-hmm. solo through carry the ball and tackles lose the ball football of 10 years yeah. ago yeah. where before it's, looking up and he would have been a brilliant player back in sort of Billy Joe Padden's time but I don't think yeah. this Mayo team actually needs him in that capacity oh yes welcome to Manchester we're going to take a look at FIFA's new plans to bring in a super club world cup as they're starting to call it now which will replace the confederations cup in 2021 and which that will make actually Germany the last winners of such tournament. Has that been confirmed? That it's it's not confirmed, but it's def it's definitely it's their plans. Okay. They're yeah, in the early confirmed. stages still. 
Um, their plan is essentially to make it a club world cup similar to like essentially like a little mini champions league tournament over june and july 24 teams will participate five continents represented europe will have 12 of the 24 clubs of course the way they kind of uh teams qualify is the last four champions league winners your 2021 your 2020 19 and 18 winners yeah and if the qualification was closed right now there'll be four spanish teams involved oh sorry there's um it's the last four finalists as well okay and the other four teams with the best coefficients qualify so you'd say maybe like psg or man city yeah basically so if i was to rank the europe teams right now who would qualify you have real madrid first barcelona atletico madrid juve bayern munich psg sevilla man city Borussia dortmund benfica arsenal and porto chosen date will be summer 2021 of course um on an empty summer without the euros and the cop america there'll also be five south american teams two african teams two asian and two north american what what do you make of this kind of tournament plan guys it's definitely a hell of a lot better than the confederations cup which you know is just it's it was a good idea in theory you know oh let's get the best countries from each different uh, uh, continent and put them all together in theory was a good idea in reality it turned out to be just really bad it was it's it's like a little pr statement for the ne- for the host nation as the russians tried to do kind of thing exactly you know? yeah um, and it's not necessarily competitive football that like i think the countries kind of view it as friendlies as ian said when we we're on a break germany use it as a way to build players i think like ultimately the confederations cup is an exhibition and so like it's just purely to like logistically to figure out can this country host the world Cup? So, like yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. that's what it's for so it's up to the media maybe, the fans to decide how seriously it's taken I don't, I don't know how they're going to go about hosting uh hosting this new tournament could that perhaps be in this nation like the confederations cup is yeah i presume it would be i was gonna yeah, i was gonna say, i was gonna suggest that because it would make sense to kind of you know test the waters of a nation like they did with russia or whatever yeah or for the confederation cup it would make sense because it is under the fifa name it is mm. it is a world tournament okay it's with clubs and not nations but it's it, it would make sense to have it in the in the country that's hosting the world cup So the final happened there yesterday with Gary Anderson beating Corey Cadby 11-7. What are like the overall thoughts that you had on the tournament? How did it go? Uh, A tournament of shocks. The big seeds went out. Most of the big seeds went out early on. Anderson and Rob Cross were the two survivors. They reached the quarters. But other than that, Van Gerwen, Peter Rye, Adrian Lewis, Dave Chisnell. Just saying a few went out early. Who was Van Gerwen beaten by? Uh, Jeffrey Deswan, a young Dutchman. Um, uh, but I think it was 11 8, 10 8. Fifth round, maybe. He got knocked out in the next round by O'Reilly's amateur qualifier. So basically, they reserve uh, 24 spots in the field for pub players from around the UK. So he went from beating Van Gerwen in the third round to losing to a pub player in the fourth round. (laughs) That's 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 sorry. And that pub player got to the last 16, and he's got to the last 16 the last two years, Paul Hogan. So he can play darts, but still. John Morley is going to talk a little bit about snooker and the Welsh Open that happened at the weekend. Yeah, great win for John uh, Higgins against Barry the Hawk, Hawkins. Um, 
Higgins is back in sort of top form at the like on his way to it. He bet uh, the World Grand Prix champion champion uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan in the quarter. So look, Higgins is in good stead. Um, it was a tough win against Barry. Like he knocked up some big um, frames on the board. He had like one thirties, one forties on the board, and Barry Hawkins was responding with one thirties as well. Like so, look, it was a thrilling sort of encounter. A Welsh Open. It's a it's a nice competition, the Welsh Open, because it kind of it's one of them small competitions leading up to the World Championship final. That kind of does. It's very short. It's just best of six frames, and they can build momentum and sort of be on a roll, win it handy with after having not played many games, and then go into a World Championship in nice stead. There's only one place to start, which is UFC 222. 222, what a beautiful um, Tell me about the two main events. Uh, oh, we'll, start, we'll start with uh, with uh, Cyborg. Like, is anyone surprised? It's, I, it's I'm, an I'm not surprised really at all, no. Okay, I mean, I'll put it this way. She's Ronda Rousey at the moment with that yeah. quality. I mean, nobody is expecting anything less from her than to win and win and win. Hall of Fame are in the making already. Come She's, here, um, I know her last fight before that uh, was Holly Holm. Yeah. Was that like that was closer, wasn't it? That was a much better fight. I'm, I, 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 I think I'd, that was the one fight I think she can have that I'd enjoy. I'm splitting the women's groups up again with another weight class for featherweight. Yeah. So the people who I actually think are going to get, like I mean, Jermaine Randomy is a great show for her. There's a lot of other organizations that I think could bring that if they are interested can go into UFC because UFC has always been kind of just the women's thing is only a new thing in general, and then you yeah. have your, I mean, the fact that you actually had your was it uh, straw, straw weight or flyweight and bantamweight? There's definitely women's bantamweight, and I think it was straw. Or I actually still can't even think which yeah. weight division it is. But either way, you had the two of them, and that would, they were only starting to build up now. And even they were a bit weak. I mean, when you're looking at Paige Van Zandt as one of your big names, and she can barely do anything. She got one good switch kick, and then Michelle Waterson wiped the floor with her next time she was out. Like, you're not expecting that. But then when you come to like this featherweight category, you're finally starting to see hard-hitting within a women's bout, yeah. so you can actually see more knockouts. And we'll see you next semester. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. And we've been Action Replay. Bye for now.